0: Guys, it's been a tumultuous couple of years, but nothing compares to what is about to happen today. Welcome to S-Class, the highest tier in podcasting. Joined with me today is a force that has wreaked havoc on the manga industry for years. You will speed read through your favorite series in a matter of minutes and give it an F rank. It's Robert. I am the speed reader. <laughs> and as always, I am your host, the bottom feeder of Japanese cartoons, the abyss of anime, Justin.
1: All right, not bad. What are we doing here today, Justin?
0: Guys, today is our anime of the year pre show. We will be handing out six awards to various categories for all of the anime and manga that we consumed this year. I don't
1: think you can count, Justin. I think we have seven categories. Seven?
0: One, two, three. Fuck, seven categories. <laughs> Come <laughs> and... on, guy. This is supposed to be your show. <laughs> These seven categories will give you just a taste of how bloody and vicious it will be tomorrow when we tackle over 50 series that me and Rob have consumed this year. So if today is going to be too violent for you, know not to tune in for tomorrow.
1: This is going to get ugly, isn't it? It's going to get real ugly.
0: How gruesome is it going to get today, Rob? It will be
1: epic, disastrous, painful, bloody. Any other adjective I can think of. I only have four adjectives, but (laughs) it will be all
0: of them. Well, Robert, why don't you read off the first category?
1: Category number one, best protagonist of 2021.
0: Category number two, best supporting cast.
1: Category number three, best antagonist.
0: Category number four, best waifu.
1: Category number five, best husbando.
0: Category number six, best rewatch series.
1: And to cap it all off, category number seven, Best Theme Song.
0: Beautiful. So Robert, Best Protagonist. Please go ahead and read out those nominees.
1: Our nominees are Yatora, Blue Period. Yatsuba, the titular Yatsuba of Yatsuba. (laughs) You stuck there, buddy? Onizuka.
0: (laughs) From Great Teacher Onizuka.
1: I have a little trouble with Japanese, (laughs) but you know what I don't have trouble with? Italian, Porco Rosso of Porco Rosso, Sakuragi of Slam Dunk, and Sakamoto of Sakamoto Days.
0: Robert, as always, I will give you the honor of the first cut.
1: The first cut. Well,
0: hmm. Or is there something that you want to talk about? Because I know you haven't read all of these.
1: I think it's probably more fair for you to start since there are two you you've seen seen all have knowledge of all of these I have only a little bit of knowledge of Blue Period and none of whatever GTO stands for, I already forgot
0: okay let me give you a little primer on Yatora and Onizuka so Yatora is the main character from Blue Period he's that kid I mentioned who was kind of like lost in life but he was a good student and he finds art and I think the appeal of Yatora is that he's just like, he's not an anime character. He's just a real person who's just struggling, but striving and working hard towards trying to achieve this goal and find that thing that makes him happy. And he's just genuinely a good person, hard worker, and and just climbing despite all these struggles. Um, onizuka on the other hand, is... Such an anime manga character. He is a 22 year old ex motorcycle gang leader from 80s Japan. And he decides to become a teacher because he wants to fiend after high school girls. And he is a black belt in karate. So he solves all of his problems by beating the shit out of people or doing perverted, disgusting things. And he is hilarious and a total degenerate. Um, So those are two primers on those two characters. And to to be honest... It's
1: pretty simple for me.
0: (laughs) To to be honest, I think all six of these characters are very strong. And I'm having trouble on a clear-cut number six. I mean, for me, of the two you gave me, I much prefer Onizuka. I I agree. I think Yatora is definitely going to go before Onizuka. So we can cut Yatora now.
1: Now is where things get very difficult. I mean, you're up,
0: Saw. I think I would probably cut Sakamoto. And my my reasoning behind that is because Sakamoto is kind of like really stoic and he doesn't really talk a lot. And that's part of like the best part of him. But at the same time, doesn't have a lot going on. But that's his character.
1: Right. The cast kind of works around his presence, but not necessarily what he's saying.
0: Yeah. Like I love Sakamoto Days is like, It's hilarious, and it works, but him as a character is not necessarily compelling.
1: Yeah, I I 100% with you on that. I can get behind that. He was never going to win the category anyway.
0: This is a tough top four, so we have Yotsupa, Onizuka, Porco Rosso, and Sakuragi.
1: I mean, if I'm just going by my lack of knowledge, it would have to be Onizuka.
0: I'm thinking... A little bit about Porco Rosso, to be honest. I he's haven't a pig read
1: from Italy voiced by Michael Keaton.
0: I haven't watched it in about 15 years, I'd say. And he's he's a charming man. Charming pig man. <laughs> but <laughs> what tell tell me the appeal of Porco Rosso? I
1: literally just did. It's a pig from Italy voiced <laughs> by Michael Keaton.
0: Well, the Italy part doesn't have me sold at all. I have a very bad taste in my mouth from and all the Italians that planes. I know. You hate planes.
1: And his rival is the guy from Everyday
0: Loves Raymond, the brother. <laughs> is it really?
1: He's in it, yeah.
0: The the American studio Ghibli voice acting is always fantastic. The dubs are phenomenal. Dude, you're not selling me. Like the the spiel I gave on Odazuka, that was a strong argument, I feel like, from someone I who said you don't know. An
1: Italian pig voiced by Michael Keaton. What more could you ask for?
0: Come on, man. Look,
1: I don't think they're gonna get eliminated. Right now, anyway, both of them, I really don't care about the order.
0: I think if you had read a little bit of Onizuka, he could go further. But I think I think he's a stronger character than Porco Rosso.
1: That's fine with me. I already know who my number one is.
0: I think so, too. Okay, so number four is Porco Rosso. Number three is Onizuka. And that leaves us with Yotsuba and Sakuragi. I mean, come on. We know. We <laughs> both know. Yeah. yeah, One of the greatest manga characters of all time.
1: And then there's Sakuragi. Stop! <laughs> I, Yatsuba I, wins.
0: Stop! No fucking way! Easy. Wait. You're kidding me. I didn't realize you were serious. I didn't realize you were serious.
1: Yatsuba obviously wins.
0: You're insane. You're an insane person.
1: Yatsuba is literally the slice of life character and series. Yatsuba is perfection.
0: I think... Yatsupa is a brilliant character. Yatsupa's a five year old girl who's just innocent and looks at the world with such wonder and beauty and just goes on these little adventures. But I think she operates in her world so well. But I think Sakuragi's a stronger character in and of himself. Like, he well, but- can
1: just because you were incapable of seeing the world through the eyes of wonder and joy doesn't mean that the rest of us can.
0: <laughs> no, I'm I'm applauding Yotsuba for being able to do that. But in terms of just strongest protagonist, like you see Sakuragi, for anyone who hasn't read Slam Dunk before, it's this gang leader who is just like, once again, just trying to get this girl. And he joins the basketball team for knowing nothing about basketball. And you just see him evolve. And fall in love with the game and become a better player. And he's so funny. And the way he solves problems, the way he tackles all the other basketball players that he has to face, it's amazing.
1: I love Sakuragi. Don't get me wrong. But you know what he doesn't get at the end? The girl.
0: But he doesn't even care about the girl because he loves basketball. He
1: doesn't win either. He does? No, he doesn't. He
0: (laughs) wow, you are spoiling everything right now.
1: <laughs> you, you can't go into a conversation like this and expect there to not be spoils from a series that ended 40 years ago.
0: Oh my goodness. You still read Slam Dunk despite everything Rob has said. And I guess I, technically
1: I read it for the first time this year. That's why it's on our
0: 2021 list. But let's not get into that because Robert, you're it's Yatsuba. Insane. You're, you're not giving me enough argument. Like I, I'm spewing these very detailed life journeys of Onizuka and Sakuragi. And you're just like, it's a pig from Italy. And you're like, it's Yatsuba. Because
1: sometimes the simplicity of it is what makes it right. And Yatsuba is built on simplicity. It's that sense of innocence you get while reading Yatsuba through the eyes of Yatsuba that kind of takes you into that world. And it's not even a different world. It's just Japan. It's a 5 year old's house in Japan. It's not anything interesting, but you're so engrossed in it because of this yatsuba how can you go beyond that yes sakuragi develops his basketball prowess and his love for the game but he doesn't actually accomplish anything everything yatsuba sets out what are you talking about
0: you're an insane person what do you mean he doesn't accomplish anything he goes from being this like low-life thug who just cares about girls and then he turns into this guy who has teammates and friends and a genuinely top 20 basketball player in the entire league.
1: Nobody on the team likes him.
0: They all... They form like a brothership at the end, man. It's not... It, it, you. The development of their relationships is genuine. I think it you're It takes crazy. them
1: 350 chapters just to pass the ball to Rukawa once.
0: <laughs> and it was all the more meaningful when it happened because of that one pass.
1: Look, I don't want to sit here and fight against Sakuragi. It hurts me. I love Sakuragi, but... <laughs> Yatsuba is a generational talent like you put her on that team she does the same things to Sakuragi she brings that team together and she actually wins some games
0: I can't believe what I'm hearing right now I can't believe what I'm hearing right now and I feel like I'm gonna be the one to have to fall on my sword this time I thought you would be so with me on this dude I love Yatsuba and I think that you could argue if you really love Yatsuba the series its merits over slam dunk which i also don't necessarily agree with but i think as a character i think sakuragi's head and shoulders above and torso above yatsuba
1: (laughs) 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 this is tough i i I don't want to relent
0: for you it's clear-cut and for me it's also clear-cut right
1: it seems to be that that way i I don't know what a tiebreaker could be
0: is it possible that they are both S class characters, and we're going to have to do a co award for our first award?
1: They are both definitely S class characters. I don't,
0: I don't like doing this. I don't like no, compromising. I don't want to do this either. I, I don't want to
1: compromise on this. I,
0: I don't know if I can leave this room happily saying Yatsuba is a better character than Sakuragi though.
1: Okay, but who has actually have had content released in 2021, Yatsuba?
0: Over Sakuragi. Yeah. That's such horseshit. Get out of here. That's a recency in bias. Year
1: 2021. We're still developing Yatsuba, whereas Sakuragi's been done for 30 years. Because
0: it came out later, it's like saying like relevant. It's like saying what's a what's a series that came out this year? I don't know. Like some Sac fucking days. <laughs> like it's like saying Love Island is a better TV show than something that came out in the 80s just because it's current.
1: Look, I'm not going to argue that anything that came out today is better than Everybody Loves Raymond, but that's not the point. <laughs> we can do this all day.
0: I think we have to do the co-award. Despite- I'm not doing
1: the co-award. One of us is going to have to compromise at some point later. Do you want I, I to do think that, that now? This is, ironically, I think that it
0: later? Our, our first award is the most important award. I agree. And to compromise... This early on on the most important award is insane.
1: I just You know, especially you who went out and sold your volume nineteen of Slam Dunk, so you clearly don't even care about the series. You have no I... respect for your collection. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have every volume of Yatsuba, I have every volume volume of Slam Dunk that I could possibly have.
0: Well, you and could you- have volume nineteen, you just don't care enough. And if you could and if you could sell any of your volumes for four hundred dollars, you would sell in a heartbeat. So don't give me that bullshit.
1: But I didn't because I didn't have the opportunity to do so. And you Yatsuba would if wins. you did. So don't don't Yats- use that Yatsuba argument. Wins.
0: Yatsuba does not win this. This is purely based on passion. No, get out of here. <laughs> this is ridiculous. How many minutes in are we? I don't know. 15 minutes (laughs) are we 15 minutes in on the first category i thought this was going to be an hour total what the fuck (laughs) well i think the next category should
1: be quicker but i i was very just (laughs) upset by this do we rock it out
0: we rock it out because i'm not i'm not gonna have to i'm not gonna purposefully give up on sakuraki all right let me rock it out best of three best of three Rock, rock, paper, paper scissors, paper, papers, and, and shoot. shoot. I won. You you delayed that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. That's two out of three. Paper. No, no, that first one doesn't count. You had to delay rock. That's bullshit. Six and a half hours later. Rock, <laughs> paper, scissors, <laughs> and shoot. That was I a delayed don't... response. You fucking take it. I don't care. I don't fucking <laughs> Yotsu- care.
1: Yatsuba wins. <laughs> protagonist of the year. Fucking horseshit
0: <laughs> is what this is.
1: <laughs> the yatsuba of Yatsuba. <laughs> fucking is your protagonist of the year.
0: Oh. I'm so I'm so butthurt right now. I don't even want to fucking read the second category. You'll get four, through. For best supporting cast member, we have Frankie from Spy X Family, Jumbo from Yatsuba And, Togata from Fire Punch, Nada Nadeshko from Yuru Camp, Ayn from Cowboy Bebop, and Tadano from Komi Can't Communicate.
1: We've got some good supporters here.
0: I think I know who you want. Um I think we can cut a couple people right away. Yeah. Cut the dog.
1: Are you gonna cut Ain. Mine's out of here. <laughs> I will accept that, but I'm not happy about it.
0: Why don't you tell me a little bit about Nadeshko, and I'll tell you a little bit about Togata. Uh,
1: Nade- Nadeshko is a little less stupid than Yui from K-On! She's still pretty stupid, but she's <laughs> she's a little less stupid. Okay. Um, she is. I'd say the co-protagonist, but she's not the one that's like leading. Well, there's no plot. They just go camping all the time. She's new to camping, so she's all filled with wonder and learning about the world of camping. Um, she's kind of an
0: idiot. What's the appeal? Uh, I've lost the appeal here.
1: Uh, what is the appeal of Nadeshko? That's a very good question. I guess we're <laughs> eliminating her because <laughs> she doesn't have much appeal.
0: Okay. On that note, I'll tell you a little bit to- about Togata. So, Fire Punch is this very cruel and horrible world where it's like the entire world is enveloped in ice and snow. And um, the main character is this guy who's kind of on fire, like in endless pain. And he's on fire and he's really strong. Um, Togata is this character who has the ability to heal rapidly and not die. And Togata is a crazy person. Togata is just like, oh, like the world's freezing and dying and there's this fireman who's killing people. And he's just like, Oh man, I I want to film this movie about the fireman and he comes in and he just they they introduce like these bad guys who are like, oh, these are our strongest bad guys in the entire organization. They're going to come down and kill everybody and Togata just shows up and just murders them in like a chapter cuz Togata's Togata's healing factor is so strong that he's been around for 300 years. Um and he just knows how to fight like crazy and he just it sounds like Wolverine. No, but he's he's hilarious. He has no. He's just an insane person. Um, he just breaks all tropes. So he's it's, not it's, Wolverine. <laughs> no, he's not just the healing factor part. But he, I think the appeal of to Togata is that, like, you think you see where the story is going. Oh, and again, uh, I didn't mention this, but Fire Punch is written by the guy who did Chainsaw Man, uh, Tatsuki mm-hmm. Fujimoto. So you know how Chainsaw Man has that, like left hook that you never see coming like all the Not time really. like you're, you don't think so no i think chainsaw man does it all the time where you're like oh i know where this is going and then bang like oh what the fuck like wasn't expecting this and i think fire punch does that with Togata all the time
1: he's the character that drives that
0: yeah because like in the grim dark world of fire punch he's kind of like this joyful crazy person. I don't think he's gonna win this award, but I think he's he's a very strong supporting character.
1: Let's talk about Frankie from Spy Family. I think Frankie's gotta go. I think Frankie's gotta go. I like Frankie, but he doesn't do a ton.
0: He's I think
1: he's as support as a supporting character is. Whereas a supporting character is supposed to be a little more hands on. He literally just offers like support items and intel and things of that nature.
0: I think the appeal of Frankie for me from Spy Family is he just has such horrible trouble with women. And whenever <laughs> there's like a side story about him trying to get a girl, I- I'm genuinely like laughing out loud. But it's only happened like three times. I do love when they give him a little bit of spotlight. He's a funny yeah. character, but
1: is he best material? No.
0: So we are down to our three Jumbo, Togata, and Tadano I know how much you love Tadano. I will get rid of Togata here.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: you you would hate Fire Punch and um, yeah, nothing else needs to be said about Togata. I mean, I've said
1: plenty about Tadano on our channel already. He. You is have a
0: very good video about <laughs> Tadano.
1: The ultimate Chad. Of I like slice of life series.
0: I don't really like Homie
1: komi's an acquired taste i would say
0: the i love the manga
1: anime itself didn't really grip me in the same way the manga did but titan a great character within that series
0: how do you feel about jumbo oh i love jumbo i think jumbo has to be the answer because we both love him and we're
1: doing the Yatsupa sweep interesting
0: i honestly i was thinking about putting a kawaii here uh her her dad but i think that he's kind of like a deuteragonist more than a supporting character
1: Mm, i would agree with that
0: um so jumbo anyone who hasn't read yotsuba uh jumbo is a gigantic like seven foot friend of the main character's family and he's just super silly and immature in many ways but he's always like buying presents for yotsuba and going on these little doing these like little adventures and pranks with yotsuba um, and he's very in love with Yotuba's neighbor, but he can't seem to get anywhere close to her.
1: Even though the series has been going on for
0: 20 years. Has it been? <laughs> Something like we'll that. We'll
1: get there one day, Jumbo. You'll get there one day.
0: I, I really love how when there's like a rich six-year-old who goes to Hawaii with her family, he's like, oh, you went to Hawaii? I'm going to fly to Hawaii for a day just to prove that I can also go to Hawaii. Despite a six-year-old, he does that. <laughs> and then she's like, Fine, I don't give a shit. Like, go to Hawaii. Do it. (laughs) Okay, so for best supporting character, congratulations, Jumbo. Jumbo.
1: (laughs) So best protagonist, Yatsuba. Best supporting character, Jumbo, of Yatsuba.
0: Robert, can you read the third category?
1: And that brings us to the best antagonist category, which features Boiled from Sakamoto Day's Yanda of Yatsuba, Romeo of Jojo Part 6, Nagatoro of Nagatoro, Queen of One Piece, and just Netflix as a whole is our (laughs) final antagonist.
0: Why don't you talk to us a little bit about Netflix, Rob?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So there's three things I want to touch upon with Netflix. There's the absolutely dreadful Cowboy Bebop adaptation, obviously, that has probably soiled the potential for live action anime for years to come some people might consider that a good thing but i, I like that do they're you trying do i'm you? kind of excited for the one piece one
0: name another one where you like them trying no no i
1: don't like them trying i just want to see it happen at some point i see nothing okay. good has ever happened and <laughs> netflix is a big part of that
0: we did try the death note one for about 15 minutes that was that oh was an God, experience was atrocious
1: and that was in 2021 so you know what we can add that to our hatred of netflix and anime Number two is their um, subbing for Comey Can't Communicate has been atrocious. They're not actually subbing everything that's on the screen. It's just incredibly lazy and it ruins the experience. Um, Third, this isn't as big of an issue, but I don't love how they released JoJo all at once. I kind of like watching that week to week. and This is a personal know, problem? This is a personal problem, but it's still like a Netflix-created issue. They're the ones that have created this whole binge mentality. And I don't like it. I like being able to... Aren't you you a
0: speed-reading binger?
1: No, I'm a speed-reading reader, but I'm a slow-paced watcher. And Netflix has taken that away from me with JoJo Part 6.
0: Because you had to watch all six episodes each day and finish it in two days. Yeah. That was Netflix's fault.
1: No, no, no. But... The reason I don't like it is because I like when you're watching a week to week, you know that like on Friday, people online are going to be talking about Jojo part six, the new episode. Now it's like everyone's at a different place. You're not really having that same reaction. The community aspect of it
0: is taken away.
1: Because of Netflix.
0: Okay. I, I also want to throw in there when I watch Blue Period, the subtitles are always like delayed or they're like a tiny bit off. I don't know if that's the case with the other stuff you've watched.
1: I mean, even non-anime, Netflix will just cut out words of something that somebody's saying just to like, I guess, save space or something. But I don't love that either.
0: Now, I want to clarify this award. So the best antagonist. Is the best antagonist the most powerful antagonist? Like they have done the most antagonizing or is it our choice for who our favorite antagonist is?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Because those are
0: two very different awards hmm. because if it's the most antagonizing... Netflix definitely comes in as a strong contender but if it's our favorite then Netflix has got to go right now
1: you know what that's a good point um when you think best antagonist you think the one that's the most enjoyable despite the fact that they're the bad guy
0: yeah like Kira from part four is like one of the best antagonists of all time not I mean he does wreak quite a bit of havoc but more so because of his character and charisma so that's that's why I'm leaning towards the second definition of I I
1: agree with you. I think Netflix gets its own award of most hated anime entity of the year.
0: Okay. So (laughs) Netflix, congratulations on being the most hated anime entity of the year, despite not even being an anime or manga. Um, And that leaves us with five. How do you feel about Romeo? Because I have only seen one episode of Jojo and he's a total piece of shit. I don't like him at all though. So on that same note as Netflix, I could get rid of him.
1: Well, yeah, I... I... (laughs) He's not the one you're choosing from JoJo Part Six as an antagonist, anyway. So yeah, I figured he, he wasn't really like qualify. The main this was just villain. from your limited knowledge of JoJo Part Six. So I mean, what
0: he does is pretty damn evil, though. Oh
1: yeah, but we don't really get too much of that. Yeah, to he's even pretty say that it's like developed or you know, okay, he's spending that time with the character.
0: Okay, so Romeo, you can go. Uh, I love how. I think two of these characters are not true antagonists. I disagree. I, you're talking
1: about Nagatoro and Yanda, right? Correct. Yanda is definitely a full-on antagonist.
0: <laughs> so, can you explain who Yanda is? Yanda is me if I lived in Japan. I feel like that's who I think about when I think about Yanda.
1: <laughs> he just he just shows up to Yasuba's house like for lunch. Um. And literally antagonizes her. Kind of just to antagonize and annoy her and knock over her toys and, <laughs> and take her food and, annoy and be her like dad.
0: And just show up. Like, this is a 20, 30-year-old man and he shows up to Yatsuba, a five-year-old's house, and is like, look at the good food I'm eating. You can't have any?
1: <laughs> he literally does just antagonize Yatsuba. And it's hilarious. And it's feels so relatable, a... too.
0: Relatable... Maybe that's why I hate him so much. He just reminds me of you.
1: <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I get it. But and
0: I think she's for Nagato, is Nagatoro even the antagonist? Is she if just you the evil? The
1: first few episodes, she's she's definitely an antagonist. But is she the evil the protagonist?
0: protagonist? Um, because like, she's the titular character, right? Is so- she the
1: Light Yagami? Is that what you're asking?
0: Correct. <laughs> Wow, I never thought I'd make that comparison. Is
1: Nagatoro the holder of Death Note? (laughs) Maybe. You may be right.
0: So by definition, might not even be antagonist. She's just like the force. We can dump
1: dump Nagatoro then.
0: If if this was your list, would she make it to the top or no?
1: No, no. She wouldn't have anyway.
0: Cool. Uh, So we have Queen, Boiled, and Yanda. (laughs) This is a good crew. Okay, so let me talk about Boiled a little bit. Is of sakamoto so, days yes of sakamoto days he's so funny like he's the first threat so sakamoto is an ex uh hitman and one of the strongest out there and the first 15 20 chapters he just handles all of his issues no problem with very stoic guy and he's just like whatever piece of cake boiled shows up at an amusement park while sakamoto's with his family and he's the first villain to actually cause some trouble and the way he does it is so funny, and his villain backstory is hilarious. <laughs> it is him and Sakamoto were both in the same like hitman camp, and he thought him and Sakamoto were like best friends. He's like, Yeah, man, we're both so hardcore, we're both so hard boiled. And then, like, years later, Sakamoto has had his headphones in for years. He's like, who are you again? <laughs> He's like, that I've never a met an origin you story. <laughs> and honestly, like, we've met a whole slew of villains in the last few months past boiled and i don't think any of them are as great as boiled in my opinion i think they've been good but boiled nailed
1: the both funny and actual
0: threat to sakamoto very well the, the new ones have all been like just dangerous and a little bit uninteresting at least compared to boiled
1: i think especially because this series leans into the humor and i think in recent chapters we haven't gotten that as much the villains have really just felt like threats but boiled was the perfect mix of like actually being a potential threat to
0: sakamoto and being absolutely hilarious yeah so that that's why i love boiled so much uh you want to talk about queen a little bit
1: i I think queen is very similar to boiled where he's just so absurd and funny in everything he does but he's also like a major piece of garbage. Like he poisons tons of people. He does not care about his own like side in the war. He'll let anybody die. It's really just about getting himself out alive. So he's definitely an antagonist. Yeah. And Queen has been in the story for a couple of years, but 2021 is where he finally had his you know, big bout.
0: And he didn't do so hot, so. <laughs> I, I think my problem with Queen is that Let's say Queen has a two-year span. There's only a few handful of chapters where Queen is like peak Queen. And then the rest of them are like very lackluster for me. So like when he has the dance party or when he accidentally keeps shooting himself. Like all I the think part- him like
1: basically redefining what it, what dinosaurs do was pretty hilarious.
0: <laughs> yeah, all of his cartoony antics are excellent. But I think like as a percentage of who he is, like there's a lot of stuff that I'm just sort of like bored with him.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a problem with it is that everything in One Piece has to build the world further and every character has to be such a massive part of the history of the world and and related to every other character that at this point, if that over a thousand chapters in, we're just kind of getting like, all right, we kind of just want to see where this is going.
0: Yeah, and this is my opinion, the most recent fight with Queen, tiny bit underwhelming. That's just my yeah, opinion. I,
1: I, I felt the same way. it kind of just ended and it didn't really feel earned. And whereas the boiled fight left me with a good taste in my mouth. This one really didn't.
0: Yeah. I think we cut queen now leaving us with just boiled and Yanda. And (laughs) I have, I have two arguments for who I'm going to pick. Okay. Number one, (laughs) number one, I'd like this to not be the Yotsubo awards. (laughs) Because people are going to come in with this biasy that Yotsuba is the only thing that we love. And that's not true. I really love Slam Dunk, but we lost this shitty, cheating, bastard game of rock, paper, scissors, uh, which is why he's not our best protagonist. The second thing is that Yanda is an antagonist without a doubt, but over time he actually gets nicer to Yotsuba in recent chapters. So, character development. Character development, but less antagonizing, whereas boiled his small arc is consistent and it's a brilliant ride all the way through i will 100 percent
1: choose boiled for best antagonist as well it was what really like i had been enjoying sakamoto days from the start but his arc is when i was really like this is this is fun this is definitely gonna get an anime someday
0: congratulations boiled from sakamoto days
1: you have broken the atsuba streak so he
0: is also an antagonist to the asuba community right now <laughs> we need more of those right now <laughs> i don't even know how i'm going to edit out that ridiculous rock paper scissors tournament <laughs> <laughs> you'll make it happen okay our fourth category best waifu amir halgo from bride story Yor from spy x family asagi from yotsuba noel from burn the witch Ayako Chan from Slam Dunk. <laughs> the Chan was added by Robert. Yes, it was. And finally, Jolene Kujo from JoJo Part 6.
1: Can we just... You know, let's just agree it's it's Ayako Chan and move on to the next category. No. I mean, it's, it's Ayako Chan.
0: It's not, unfortunately. Oh my god, it 100% is. You just get stuck on these certain things that you love for the most arbitrary reasons and you cannot be argued with. <laughs>
1: I was willing to argue on Yatsuba. but you just didn't give me good points.
0: I gave you so many good points. <laughs> they and, your, good. and your argument was, but look at her. She's look how cute she oh, is. Yatsuba, look at the way no, she looks at the it was world. The
1: way, yeah, the way she looks at her world is her character. Let's get away from that, though. Let's what, get away from she that. She
0: we, we probably lost half the listeners within the first category. <laughs> it's your fault. Uh. I need to talk to you a tiny bit about Amir before we make the cuts, I think.
1: Now, uh, you have told me about Bride Story. Is yes. she the uh she's main the character best of that? She's the or main it's bride. kind of follows a few different brides, right?
0: Right. There's like six brides and she's easily the one that is the most compelling and interesting because uh in her in the community that she marries into, like, women are kind of I don't want to say like subservient, but they're more like they stay home, they sew, they make bread, you know, like old school woman, uh, feminine roles. And she comes from this um, tribe of nomadic people. So she knows how to ride horses. She knows how to train falcons. She goes hunting. And uh, she has these kind of like badass qualities, but also very tender and caring for her family. So I think she kind of balances both of those things. She's like the perfect legitimate, like, wife to the main character. Um, So I think she's going to go quite a bit further. I think there's a clear-cut first cut.
1: She sounds very similar to Yor of Spy Family, because Yor is that wholesome, cute mother while also being an assassin to provide for not only her new family, but also her younger brother that she's been... She's been an assassin for, like, her whole life. And she's not even that old.
0: I think the difference... I th- I think we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think there's a slight difference, and I'll talk about it in a second. But I think Noel's got to go right now.
1: Oh yeah, I mean Noel's <laughs> here purely for Kubo's art.
0: For thighs, Noel's here yes. for thighs and stockings.
1: You know, we appreciate you coming.
0: We appreciate you being here. We'll see. We you next appreciate year. the way you look, but uh, you got to go.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Kubo.
0: Is Burn the Witch? Burn the Witch is even on our Anime of the Year list. As I'm looking at it, we got to add that in there. <laughs> No, <laughs> Doing <we're not>. great. <laughs> um, I think Amir and Yor have to go further. How do you feel like? How do you feel about Jolene as a waifu? Um, I'm only one episode know. in. I it, like it, Jolene.
1: She just doesn't have the waifu feel.
0: Yeah, she you has know, the shonen protagonist we're... feel.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it feels like having Goku as my waifu. Which, not look, bad we've waifu. all gone through that phase, but <laughs> I'm not at that point in my life right now.
0: I think Jolingo is not... I think she could actually make a better argument for best protagonist, even though she'd still get crushed by Sakuragi and Yotsuba. <laughs> but she'd make a better argument in that place than as a best waifu. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Who does that leave us with? We have a strong four. We have Amir, Yor, Asagi, and Ayako-chan. <laughs>
1: For the first time, I'm willing to let Yotsuba go.
0: <laughs> Asagi, Asagi is kind of this balance of both being Asagi's the beautiful neighbor girl from Yotsuba, and she's this combination of being like kind of a hilarious piece of shit to her family sometimes. Like not not piece of shit. That's a little too critical. But you know, she's kind, can you help of, me kind find of like the a,
1: word? a she's kind of a troll.
0: Yeah, she's kind of a troll, which is sort of what I love about her. Uh, but she's also very sweet and patient with Yatsuba. Um, it is very cute, but yeah. we have
1: such strong contenders.
0: We have really strong contenders for waifu and Asagi. I would take Asagi as a waifu.
1: And but... I think the downgrade on Asagi is that the art of Yatsuba is very anti-waifu material.
0: In in the defense of that, though, like she's still a very attractive character, even though she's very cartoony looking. You know what I'm saying?
1: I get what you're saying. I I respect that. I disagree, but I respect what you're saying.
0: He has a way of drawing bodies that makes them still look very attractive, even though Yatsuba is literally like a stick figure with 4 leaf clover sticking out of her head. But I think the (laughs) other characters kind of have like more shape to them. But now I just sound like a creep because I'm talking about the attractiveness of 2D characters, so we will move on and cut Asagi.
1: (laughs) Isn't that what this category is anyway?
0: (laughs) Essentially. I think if you're here listening, you know what you're here for. You,
1: are, you do know what you're here for. You're, we read you're, the categories to you earlier. You, you you're you're a piece of for.
0: trash just like the rest of us. It. It's fine. Absolutely. Just, just soak it in. All right. I, I <sighs> got to talk about Ayako chan. I know.
1: I know. I know. I know you don't.
0: Ayako chan does not do that much. And the reason she, she is here is because Inoi is one of the best, if not the best, manga artists of all time. She is a beautiful, beautiful character with this wonderful curly locks. But after the first three, four volumes, where she helps teach Sakuragi how to play basketball, she doesn't do a lot. She motivates. Oh, no, she's kind of just a narrator. She she motivates Miyagi a little bit, but she she's not an integral character at all.
1: But a waifu doesn't have to be an integral character.
0: Does she do any waifu like things but that here, would?
1: Here's what you're not understanding. Waifu is a state of mind. <laughs> Waifu isn't about (laughs) presenting, like, things that she can do for you. It's about what looking at the waifu makes you feel.
0: The the level of stinkiness of this podcast right now. This is the category of degeneracy, yes. Your beard is growing out. I literally
1: only bought Slam Dunk manga because the volume 17 cover with Ayako-chan on it.
0: Her laying out in the golden sun. I know the cover very well.
1: Gorgeous. His artwork is phenomenal, and that has to say something. When you spend two hundred plus dollars on an entire series because you wanted that one volume,
0: I think it says two things. Number one, I think it says that you don't you don't have enough taste to appreciate the brilliance of Slam Dunk.
1: What is that even (laughs) saying? I love Slam Dunk.
0: But I'm saying if that's the reason why you bought. If that's your reasoning for buying all of Slam Dunk is for Ayako-chan and not yes, for correct. the whole series, I think that correct. says something about you. Um, And I think it also says that she's the bronze medal of the Waifu Awards of 2021. I have no words. I,
1: you know, oh, man, you know, you're supposed to fight Laifu for the Waifu, but <laughs> what am I going to do? I... I can accept this, but then the answer has to be your.
0: I think I'll settle on your. Despite I don't think she's the better waifu, just because we've both read her series. I think the argument for anti yor is just that she she has no feminine aspects about her. Like she's so strong and she doesn't know how to cook. Like she literally like. Um, just because
1: you're afraid of a powerful woman.
0: Doesn't mean that she's I not love like a material. powerful woman. I'm just saying that I don't think she's like the perfect waifu where Amir is. Like she lacks but some of the qualities again, that Amir has. You are
1: not understanding that it's a state of mind. It's not about what they can bring to the table.
0: You have no state of mind about Amir, so I understand that you can't have her in there for you. I think yours is a wonderful waifu, and I'm willing to concede for her as the uh, waifu of 2021 i'm still
1: reeling about losing ayako chan
0: she she was a good contender but uh those six panels that she was in are not strong enough oh but they were (laughs) (laughs) they were congratulations to your from spy family
1: Uh, this one that one hurt me but you know what the next category might have our strongest contenders overall would you agree
0: I mean, we had to expand our six nominees to seven because we have so many good husbandos.
1: Best Husbando featuring Tenzin of Demon Slayer, Coach Ukai of Haikyuu, Gogjo of Jujutsu Kaisen, Twilight of Spy Family, Kuwai of Yatsuba, (laughs) Byakuya of Dr. Stone, and Kifri of Witch Hat
0: Atelier. I think it's Kifri. No, it's Kifuri. In in Japanese, it's pronounced Kifuri. You want to know how my wife pronounces it? Quiffery? Jeffrey. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Jeffrey, why? How <laughs> did the Q turn into a Jeff?
1: I don't know why she did that, but she just calls him Jeffrey. That's hilarious. These are some real big-time contenders.
0: These are top-tier husbands. I could honestly
1: argue for any one of them.
0: I have a few... That I think are a tiny, but here's here's the problem: we have to, do we have to differentiate between best husbando and best dad? They may <sighs> or may not be one and the same, because we have a lot of we have a lot of hot could, dads. No, in here. they could
1: be one and the same, because it could be who do I want? Who did I want to raise a child with?
0: I think they're they're melded together. Like if you're a best dad, it it adds to your husbando qualities,
1: right? So that gives them a bonus. If you're a what dad, am I talking about? What the fuck, husbando? Where did our lives go so wrong? Where did we go wrong? This is how we're spending our day. Uh, Or where did we go so wrong?
0: I, mm, this is a tough one, man. I think coach, coach might have to go. Oh, really?
1: I was going to argue pretty
0: hard for him. Okay. I can, I can let him stay. It's his, that
1: sporty manliness that like, I love the, that, no, I don't want to coach the team like soon today is and like, okay, I'll coach the team. <laughs>
0: I don't think he's ever like that. <laughs> you
1: really have to like twist his arm.
0: I- I'm only one season in, so maybe I haven't gotten enough development of him. So I can let him stay. I really like him. But I think the most appealing part of Coach Ukai is sort of like in the back of his head, he's planning, he's the adult in the room and he's planning like, how do I get these kids to win? How do I get them to meld as a team? And he's like doing all these things on the external. He's very cool and collected and encouraging them while in the back he's like we're we're in trouble but we can figure this out
1: i just i like a character that he has the legacy like his grandfather is like the coach of you know the school that he is currently coaching and that's why he didn't he kind of didn't want to coach the team at first and he's kind of got that extra chip on his shoulder and he's gotta live up
0: to this legacy
1: yeah he's just trying to live up to the legacy and you kind of do see him not struggle with it, but like, you know, bounce that around his head as the series progresses. And I really enjoy that about his character as well. But would he be my number one anyway?
0: I, I no, no, think I think so. we can, it's not just about that. If you think he's like in the middle, we can let him go to the middle. He doesn't deserve to get cut so early. If, uh, I mean,
1: we both know about all of these characters, so, you know, we can have some interesting conversation here. who, if you were to choose your first one that you would want to eliminate, who would you say?
0: Well, Coach Ukai was my first elimination cuz I don't know him that well. I okay. I also don't know Kifri that well because I've only read like 15 chapters or so, but he's got like he's got this like sexy energy about him. He want like Coach Ukai's cool, kifri's like sexy. Like he walks in, <laughs> he si- he like he walks and he's sex. Like he walks on the water. He saves the girls from the dragon like And he just he exudes not only sex,
1: of course, but also confidence.
0: He's got like, like big he, daddy energy, but also yeah. sexy husbando energy. So that's why yeah. in fifteen chapters, I got all that from him. Um,
1: he exudes it from chapter one, like the yeah. first time you see him.
0: And he's also a little bit menacing, kind of a bad boy.
1: I agree. I'm, I'm like not even sure if he's a good guy or a bad guy at this point. And, and you're way ahead of me might, in the series. There might be
0: something about him. So I don't know. I kind of like the spice. He's though. got
1: the mystery. He's got the appeal. He's got a lot going for him. This is tough, man. This is a really tough list. Let's
0: let's just talk about all of them a little bit.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. But let's just talk about them. And then I think maybe we don't even go through them one by one. We both <laughs> just pick our top one and then we top three, top three, maybe,
0: and then play from there. Yeah.
1: yeah. Tenzin love... from Demon
0: Slayer is hilarious. He's just I don't. He's just hilarious. He's got three wives. He's got big dick energy. You the know king why of flamboyancy. The god of like, flamboyancy.
1: He's, he's the only like character in this series that's like, you know what? I did my job. I'm not doing this demon slaying anymore. <laughs> like Everyone around me is dying. I'm not going to do that.
0: Why would I want that? I got three wives to take care of. Doesn't so, care yeah, that maybe, he's not the strongest. He's
1: not good, maybe he's not a good husband though, then.
0: Uh, I mean, he sends his wives out on missions, but that, <laughs> like I think that shows respect like said, for them. Wives. but but that's just a cultural thing and all three of them love him it's not like he's cheating on them it's it's an agreed upon thing to have the polygamy and they're like honestly like if you were one of his waifus wouldn't you be like i don't care that he has more waifus because i just got to be with Tenzin. like i don't care
1: i mean my main reason for loving him is like i said him just up and retiring in the middle of like the greatest (laughs) crisis in the history of japan <laughs> Ten- Like, like eh,
0: i'm done <laughs> Tenzin's pure sex man like he can't go out this early um uh, gojo also pure sex you only watch what two episodes of Jujutsu no I've, I've, i'm about seven or eight okay what are your thoughts on him like did you see I mean, him take off his mask yet he's awesome
1: he's like he's kakashi but somehow done even better and i already love kakashi
0: I think he's like I love Kakashi more than I love Gojo, but Gojo's sexier. That's what I'm he's, saying for this yeah. category. Yeah, he's even sexier. Like he's kind of irresponsible, probably not a great dad, but uh or teacher. <laughs> yeah, he kind of disappears. He kind of saves the day a lot, but man, spend a day with Gojo, it's a good day. It's a great day. Twilight, I had some I probably have some uh contrarian thoughts on Twilight
1: what could possibly
0: contrarian about twilight i think that he's i have a cousin who's actually quite like him like i have a cousin whose husband is like he's a very handsome man very uh good parent but he plays plays sports he's like 45 years old still plays sports does everything got a good degree makes a lot of money but this is how he talks to his children he's like I am your father. I am not your friend. Maybe one day we can be friends. (laughs) And that's kind of the vibe I get from Twilight. Very stoic. Maybe not the most fun. Like he's not going to take you out on a date night and you're going to have a great time. He's sort of like, here's my systematic regiment of rules.
1: He's a little socially tone deaf as well. Yes.
0: Yeah. He's a little stiff. He's the perfect spy because he gets the mission done. But in terms of these more fluid type of situations, he does not excel. He's learning. And that's why I don't think he's a top tier husbando.
1: I am willing to concede that, yes. Because we have so many other great choices, I will concede Twilight.
0: I'm not sure if he's like the number seven husbando here, but he's in the first rung of cuts. Yes. Kawhi from uh, Yotuba. Here's, here's he the only is, argument against Kawaii. Uh, he's so One wholesome. Of the wholesome, best dad, doesn't really have the sex appeal. I disagree. his sex appeal, his sex appeal you know is what? his dadness
1: that's a good point because honestly he he's what i imagine you would be as a dad <laughs> that's what that's like the vibe i get he's just like wearing his boxers and t-shirt he's working from home every day and this was before people even worked from home this was 20 years ago that he his you know right. story started he just worked I, from home in his boxers he he rarely goes out when he does go out it's like just like to shop and get things with yotsuba
0: in in a way he's almost the entire antithesis of twilight because like he's so good at these soft moments like he'll play with yotsuba he'll play these stupid games and just sort of go with the flow and make fun of her and teach her these lessons in a fun and caring way but he's not this regimented like sex god like twilight is
1: so when you say that you are admitting that you are also not a regimented sex god.
0: I'm surprised that you even gave me that much credit to give me any part of Kawhi. That's like an aspirational goal of mine to be as good I of could, a father. I could as see him. you as Kawhi. I'm I think that's something to strive for. That's a great compliment. I don't know if this means he gets cut right now, but I think it is both the pros and cons of Kawhi. I mean, I I would say there. I are think he goes. Ha- I think haven't. he goes further yeah. than Byakuya. Yeah,
1: and I mean. You read Dr. Stone or Byakuya's part of Dr. Stone for the first time this year, correct?
0: Does he get more development than that? No,
1: he's irrelevant in the year 2021 if you're reading Dr. Stone as an ongoing series like I am.
0: I think that uh, everything that we said about uh, Kawaii Byakuya also, like the good father part, he does, but not as detailed because he doesn't get as much screen time. He's also just not as silly.
1: Unfortunately, don't see enough. And we don't get enough of that relationship with um, Senku to, I guess, judge enough on the fatherhood and daddy aspects that are so important to us in this conversation.
0: He does score the hottest babe of the surviving population, which is Uh, Granted, there's only six people left alive, so. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) and three of them are men and one of them is married okay uh so <laughs> <laughs> you had a 50 50 chance yeah but uh Byakuya, you're big daddy and you're you're a great husbando, but you gotta go
1: so i think we should each at this point pick two and get and rid of one yes so i have two in my head already do you have we two in your head
0: we might have overlap but that's okay if that's a good thing that would be a good thing all right we're eliminating more
1: so with this my is, top two, this is really I got, hard. I got Kifri and I got Kawhi.
0: Okay, I had Tenzin and I had Kawhi.
1: Doesn't that make Kawhi number one? It's the one we agree upon.
0: Let's let's talk about it. So we got to say our uh, what's it called? Our what's it called when you wish someone when someone dies? Uh, our respects. Let's pay our respects to. Let's pay our respects <laughs> to Coach Ukai and Gojo. Why don't you do Ukai? You know him a little better.
1: Coach Ukai fought hard for his team, but not hard enough. He has lost this
0: match. But thank
1: you, Coach Ukai. <laughs> I appreciated your headband. It gave you a little bit of that extra sex appeal that we were looking for.
0: Gojo, you are a god of sex, but maybe not the best husbando. We appreciate your eye band. It. When you take it off, it makes you even sexier. Thank you, Gojo. (laughs) That made me very uncomfortable. (laughs) Okay, so we have Tenzin, Kawhi, and Kifri. Jeffrey, yes. (laughs) Jeffrey, yes. (laughs) (laughs) If if it were just up to you, who wins? Kawhi or Kifri? You know, if we're talking
1: best husband, though... And, like, if you were to look at the image who exudes that the most, I think it's Kifri.
0: I think the only reason why Kifri isn't on my list is because I'm only 15 chapters in. Yeah. I think that with him. But Kifri kind of captures the sex energy of Tenzin and also is a good father figure to the four girls. And I don't know further on if this further developed, but I mean, he's pretty active in all these chapters. He literally stops a river and saves the local community. Like, he's the town hero. He's he's doing everything.
1: And he still has that air of mystery. He That yes. tends and lacks,
0: unfortunately. I think best dad might go to Kawhi, but if we're going best husbando, I think Free might be the winner. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. And- I would call this one an upset. I think so because Kifri was actually number seven on our list. I just added him last night because I had almost read some an afterthought. Yet he atelier. comes from behind. Yeah, if only. If only he came from behind. <laughs> <laughs> I had to age rate this thing. <laughs> Definitely not E for everyone. Though I wish Kiffrey was. <laughs> okay, category number six: best rewatched or read series. Our nominees are Toriko, Shaman King, Ravoni Kenshin, Pokemon Special, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Cowboy Bebop.
1: Now, I want to start this by saying I don't often re-watch series, so this was kind of slim pickings for me. So the three that are there for me that I felt strongly about and needed Justin to have this list were Pokemon Special, Kiki's Delivery Service, and Cowboy Bebop. Of those three, the only one that I actually actively love is kiki's delivery service
0: i knew this already i'm just
1: gonna like come out and say that pokemon special is a fine manga um you know it definitely feels dated as it has it's probably 25 years old at this point it's a little
0: slow it's a little what, overdramatic it's a little fast also it's got both problems
1: it's slow and fast it, the story overall moves too quickly but the things that are happening aren't that interesting right cowboy bebop we've had long, long conversations about Cowboy Bebop. Go check out we, episode
0: two of the podcast. Yeah.
1: we don't, Justin and myself both don't feel as strongly about Cowboy Bebop as the rest of the world seems to. I, I knew right there, off the bat. There's nothing that needs to be said about Cowboy Bebop that hasn't already been said.
0: Yeah. Brilliant series, but maybe not the most engaging for the two of us. Especially for a rewatch. So that cuts it down to just four. I'll also cut one, which is Shaman King. I... Before I reread Shaman King, I was like, man, I really loved the first half of Shaman King. And, and it kind of goes sour. I recently bought the first three volumes. And I was like, oh, no, this isn't as good as I remember. And, and
1: didn't they redo the anime this year as well?
0: They did. And it. I've watched like half an episode. And I was like, oh, I don't really love it. The voice acting no. feels kind of weak. And um, I think they kind of shut the bet on that remake, which was a great opportunity. So um, I want to cut Shaman King. Still have a lot of love for the series and nostalgia, but it's not the series that I remember it to be.
1: So that leaves us with Toriko, uh, Kenshin, and Kiki's Delivery Service. Yeah. So why don't you talk about your two, Toriko and Kenshin first?
0: Okay. Anything You know anything about either series?
1: I know a bit about Toriko, not much about Rurouni Kenshin.
0: Okay. So Toriko is this amazing world where... Every, where there's tons of monsters and all of these monsters are hunted and used as ingredients. And they make these delicious foods from dinosaurs and giant plants and beanstalks in the sky. And it's like this crazy world. And um, I read it around the time of the pandemic. I think it was part of last year, part of this year. And it's just this perfect escapism, especially during COVID. Uh, I read it during the first, I only read the first half, which is the best half of it. Um, great time.
1: So it sounds like the world it builds is really what draws you in.
0: Yeah. I mean, the main character is fine. Um, the art, not the greatest art. Uh, I think the Shimabukuro, who's the author, jokes about, I still think I've grown as an artist during this <laughs> entire series. Um, but the world is mesmerizing. It's such a fun adventure.
1: Now, how is it as something to reread? It's still... like The of- category is best reread series, not just you know the best of these
0: series. Right, right. It's, it's still tons of fun like the mm-hmm. portion that I read I think the second half gets kind of convoluted but the first half is still like you're just going on this adventure you're, you're going to this lo- this volcano where he's cooking giant popcorn kernels on the volcano, you're going to uh, this frozen tundra that used to be a refrigerator for ancient gods or something mm-hmm. like that. So it's, it's still a fun ride all the way through. Varoni Kenshin, I picked up the entire series in uh, volume form and I've never read it. I've only read the part that wasn't animated. So rereading the first part of the series was like fascinating for me. Parts of it made me love it again and parts of it made me like, ooh, this does not hold up as well as I remember. Right. I think as a whole, it's a better series than Toriko, but I think the joy I got from reading Toriko was probably stronger than Kenshin this year.
1: So you would like Toriko to move on. It's not like a
0: definitive thing, but I think right now I'd, I'd say Toriko. Yeah.
1: Okay. So I'll finally talk about Kiki. And for me, this is, this is important one for me. I love Kiki's delivery service. It's probably my favorite anime movie of all time. It's one of the first anime I ever watched. And that was probably over 15 years ago. So you're telling um, me
0: that Kiki's delivery service is better than the one where Jesus and Buddha enjoy Christmas together? Oh, oh yes, it is. So much Saint better Oni-chan. than say no he said.
1: Um and on a rewatch, because when I originally watched Kiki, I was maybe 15, 16 years old. And Kiki just kind of hits different when you're older. It's a lot a lot of the themes are around what you're expected to be in life and how Sometimes you just lose what it is that makes you yourself. And I think you as an artist and me as a writer, sometimes you just get into those slumps where nothing is working. You know, nothing you put to the paper is something you're happy with. And Kiki really kind of goes into that. And you don't really see that when you're younger. But now that we're at the age that we are, I think I even appreciated Kiki more now.
0: It's, it's interesting that you say that because I remember watching Kiki as a teenager and being like, I thought this was going to be a fun witch adventure and it just ended up being really depressing. <laughs> I think it's deserving of a rewatch for myself, especially after that very nicely said speech and I'm happy to let it win the best rewatched series. So finally, Avenging Porco Rosso. I don't know, man. I'm looking at all these awards and it looks like you're winning on all of these. <laughs> <laughs> these are all your these are all your babies.
1: Ah, uh, I disagree. Honestly, I only won Yatsuba
0: and Kiki. I think or you have I think you're happy to win a lot of them. Like your compromise is in your favor as well. I will give you that, yes.
1: <laughs> but you taking
0: ayako Chad from me was an <laughs> affront to God, so ridiculous that she No, she she's <laughs> deserving of third place.
1: Ugh, ridiculous whatever, that
0: man. she's even mentioned as a top tier whatever man it's been quite the hour <laughs> <laughs> you call this a pre-show guys our final category is the best theme song robert i think it's actually your readout this time okay for best theme or end theme
1: opening theme or end theme we have the odd taxi opening theme just titled odd taxi mm-hmm. We have Jojo Part 6 opening, Stone Ocean. We have the Jujutsu Kaisen opening. Justin, you want to help me out with that pronunciation?
0: Kaikai Kitan. Oh, you're good.
1: We have the JoJo Part 6 end theme, Distant Dreamer. We have the Jujutsu Kaisen end theme, Lost Paradise. And we have the Komi opening, Cinderella.
0: Now,
1: are we talking about the song or, like, the visuals that go along with it as well?
0: Both. And with okay. that said, I think one has to be cut right off the bat.
1: I think you're probably going to say JoJo Part 6 End theme because okay. there is no animation.
0: It's just the beach. And it's, it's very interesting that you chose Distant Dreamer. Why do you feel so strongly about it?
1: I don't know. The way, like it ended when you binge watched 12 episodes and then it just ends with that song. And that just like the waves crashing on the beach. It kind of just like, it's, it's a mood, it's a vibe. Like okay. you just, you basically watch six or four hours of anime, like kind of straight through. And then it's this poignant scene of the waves coming in and out with this like very soft song playing. I don't know. it. It's more of the vibe and the feel like obviously the animation is not impressive it's just basically a still image but it's the mood that it's set and i'm I'm definitely in agreement that it can get knocked out but i i did
0: enjoy it i mean it sounds like having just the waves crashing and on loop is sort of what you needed for that kind of feeling
1: it's a good closure yeah like you don't necessarily want
0: more than that for what you wanted to feel no have you heard that song before I've I've never heard it.
1: No, I had never heard it until JoJo. Okay. But now it has
0: definitely been added to my playlist. Yeah, usually they go more like 80s rock and roll. And this one is more modern, I believe. Yeah, I
1: think it was like 2009, 2010, somewhere in that range.
0: This is a tough one. I mean, this is pretty tough. How strongly do you feel about Comey's opening Cinderella? I like the
1: opening animation, um, but the song doesn't match it enough so i think this one falters because i don't think the song is bad i just think the animation is great and the song doesn't necessarily reach that same hype and i think it also kind of sets the wrong tone for the series not that it does it like poorly but it's not as it feels more dramatic than the series actually is
0: that would be my next cut but i just got rid of your distant dreamer so if there's something else I'm,
1: i'm fine with that as well
0: is there something that you'd want to cut next then
1: um I don't know. The Odd Taxi theme didn't really stick with me. Interesting. I, mean, I, I do enjoy the opening uh, animation, but the theme itself wasn't as gripping where I was like, I need to listen to this on repeat. That was like my favorite
0: with... opening on this really? list, actually. Really. And for me, it was just like a vibe. It was just like so relaxing, like relieves the tension in your shoulders. And it's very soothing and calming. And I'd listen to it almost every time. And I've had it on repeat back when I was watching Odd Taxi. I really, really enjoyed it. Interesting. I I would like it to go a little bit further.
1: No, I can get behind that. I mean, uh, I'm like this often with JoJo openings where I don't love it at first. And I'm like, eh, this one might be the worst JoJo opening yet. And then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, my God, this is so hype. And I I, thought that this as well.
0: I've only watched one episode, and I was like, "Dude, this fucking like I I forgot what else I had on this list." But I cut out one of mine to put JoJo Part Six opening on here because I was like, "This is so fucking rock and roll!" Like it's oh like, no, by the end I loved it. It's it's like eighties Japanese rock and roll, and it's fucking hype. The animation's gorgeous, the colors, yeah. it,
1: it's awesome. Yeah, no, by the end I absolutely loved it.
0: Jujutsu Kaisen, really strong series in terms of animation music production all those things i think both the opening and ending are very good
1: i think of the two i prefer the end theme because the end theme just absolutely slaps
0: i think i like the opening but i think the ending's very memorable it's so fun it's really fun and they and it's did change
1: in art style and you know animation it's kind of groovy and funky
0: it's groovy and funky whereas the opening is sort of like kind of epic mm. in a way I think I worked out to Kai, Kai Kitan a little bit while I was going on and I, I enjoyed it. But I can I can get behind that Lost Paradise is... You can fuck to Lost Paradise. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't where I was going, but, uh, sure.
1: I think that's your answer, right?
0: That I guess it's my answer now. Of the two, I Let's...
1: prefer Lost Paradise.
0: I'm, I'm okay with that. I think... The other thing about Lost Paradise, besides the fact that you can fuck to it, is that (laughs) (laughs) it does a lot with a little. Like, the animation isn't actually that much. Like, someone could spend a couple days and redo that animation. A lot of people on YouTube have, in fact. But it's evocative of something with just that limited animation. Right.
1: I think knowing what to do with a simple art style is sometimes even more impressive than you know, a gorgeous two-page spread that you would see in, like, Berserk. Sometimes just, like, you can really appreciate the simplicity in something.
0: Yeah. So, that leaves us with just Odd Taxi, Lost Paradise, and Stone Ocean. You're not, I think, of the three, you're weakest on Odd Taxi, is that right? I would say so, yes. And I'm weakest on Lost Paradise. Really? And... I don't. I've only seen one episode of Stone Ocean. I think for me, Odd Taxi is like far and away the number one for me, and then maybe Stone Ocean is like a distant second. But it might Stone Ocean might be the compromise for both of us.
1: I I think Odd Taxi is fair. I I'm willing to give you Odd Taxi because I don't feel as strongly about uh, neither Stone Ocean or Lost Paradise.
0: Did you While have? A... I love
1: Lost Paradise. Would have been my number one.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah,
1: I just. I love how funky and fun it is. It is
0: funky and fun, but I don't think it ever like hit me in that way.
1: I also, I'm also somebody that appreciates when like an anime end theme just completely misses the tone of the actual series. (laughs) Like I love when they do that.
0: Just like grim dark, the entire series. And then it's like, let's go shopping. And (laughs) like the color palettes even totally off. I thought it
1: was (laughs) so fun. So funky, but I am willing to concede out taxi has the best theme song.
0: And you don't even give a shit about Jujutsu Kaisen.
1: No, I'm not even really a fan of the series. I haven't even finished it.
0: So I guess third place is, oddly enough, uh, Stone Ocean. Um, Jujutsu Kaisen in second. And then our winner for best theme song is Odd Taxi's Odd Taxi. What a list, Justin. What a list. Let's do one final read-through of each of our award winners. Robert, why don't you start us off?
1: The best protagonist award goes to Yatsuba
0: of Yatsuba. Uh, disgusting! <laughs> A fucking robbery. <laughs> For best supporting cast, we have Jumbo, also from Yatsuba, and
1: our best antagonist goes to Boiled of Sakamoto Days.
0: For best waifu, Yor from Spy X Family.
1: Our best husbando, Jeffrey of Witch Hat <laughs> Atelier. <laughs> also known as Kifri, also known as Kifri.
0: For Best Rewatch Series, we have Kiki's Delivery Service.
1: And finally, our best theme song goes to the Odd Taxi opening, Odd Taxi.
0: Thank you, Robert. And thank you everyone who made it this far and for listening. Tomorrow, we will be releasing our final episode of the year which is going to be our anime and manga of the year podcast as of right now assuming we didn't miss anything we have a total of 55 anime and manga that will fight to be the number one anime manga of 2021 and the winner will be angry beavers angry beavers is on this list but is crossed out right now
1: that is bullshit
0: (laughs) So if you are, if you enjoyed this, besides the stupid rock, paper, scissors that we had to do in the first category, um, be sure to check that out. That'll be released tomorrow at noon. And we're looking forward to closing out 2021 with you all. Any final words, Robert?
1: No.